There's a chain of authority in human personality that comes down from God through the Holy Spirit to the human spirit, to the human soul, to the human body. And I spoke about the particular appropriate functions of each element of man. The responsibility of the spirit is unbroken communion and worship. As long as the spirit remains in relationship with God, man is safe. The function of the soul is submission and self-denial. And the function of the body is to provide the spirit with a pure temple and with yielded members. Today I'm going to share more fully about the relationship between the spirit and the soul. In many years of teaching the Bible to many different groups of people in many different countries, I've seen that there is often a kind of cloudiness in the minds of Christians about the interrelationship of spirit and soul. And I find that this leads to serious problems in some cases. So I'm going to deal a little more fully with this today. Let me re-emphasize the main problem area is always the soul. The soul is the area of original rebellion. It's the soul that sets the direction for the life. The soul says, I want, I don't want, I will, I won't. If the soul says, I won't, when God says, you should, that's rebellion, and that's the root cause of all human problems. Also, the soul is the area of ongoing temptation, because there's a principle of disobedience in the soul of unregenerate man. So man no longer has to be tempted from outside, but temptation finds its source within him and responds to the evil that's outside. And temptation occurs in the three areas of the soul, in the will, the mind, and the emotions. If you analyze your problems as a Christian, you find that that's where they all start, in the will, the mind, and the emotions. The human soul is really the battleground of tremendous spiritual forces. When you see that, you may not feel condemned if at times you find yourself in a battle. All of us find ourselves in a battle. What we need to do is to understand the nature of the battle and God's provision for victory. Safety and victory lie in maintaining the God-appointed relationship. That is, the soul is subject to the spirit of man, and the spirit of man is subject to the spirit of God. As long as that relationship is maintained, we may have pressures, we may have temptations, but we'll ultimately always have safety and victory. But if the soul returns to self-will and rebellion, then it becomes exposed to sin and to Satan. In this connection, there are two very important words used in New Testament Greek, which are not normally translated literally in most of the translations. And I want to take a few moments just to explain these words because they're the key to understanding something tremendously important. The two Greek words are pneumatikos, which comes from the word pneuma for spirit, and pneumatikos means spiritual. The other word is psuchikos, which comes from the Greek word psuche for soul. And really, the only correct translation of psuchikos is soulish. It corresponds exactly to the word spiritual. Pneumatikos, spiritual, psuchikos, soulish. But the word is almost never translated soulish. Here are some of the translations that you'll find. Natural, sensual, carnal, or worldly. But unfortunately, those translations obscure the fact that the same word is being used in different places. They also obscure the fact that the real problem is in the soul. Let me give you three examples from the New Testament where this word psuchikos, soulish, is used. But it's always translated some other way. For instance, in Jude 19, the New American Standard Bible says, These are the ones who cause divisions, worldly-minded, 
devoid of the spirit. But worldly minded in Greek is soulish. So you see, the source of divisions amongst Christians lies in the realm of the soul. When man is soulish, when he's not any longer subject to his spirit and the spirit to the Holy Spirit, then that's where division, strife, quarreling, heresy, and all sorts of evils come in. The soul that's not submitted to the spirit is unprotected, it's uncovered, and it's exposed to evil influences, both in the flesh and demonic influences. Again, in James chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, I'm reading the New American Standard Translation. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. This wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but is earthly, natural, and demonic. Natural is literally soulish. So you see there are two kinds of wisdom. There's one that comes down from above, from the Holy Spirit, through man's spirit, to the soul. That's pure wisdom. That's divine wisdom. But there's another kind when man's soul is not in submission to man's spirit, which is earthly, soulish, demonic. The word earthly indicates that it's come down from the plane of direct relationship with God, and there's a degeneration. It gets worse and worse. First it's earthly, then it's soulish, and then it's demonic. When we get into the soulish realm, when the soul is not submitted to the spirit, but is still in pride and rebellion and self-assertion, it's exposed to demonic influences. And the kind of wisdom that results is not pure, it's not holy, but it's evil. 